This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. Hey, Natalie Lucier here, and you're listening to the Off the Charts podcast, which is sponsored by AmbitionAlly.com, which is an amazing place to get the latest WordPress plugins that'll help you grow your business faster, build your tribe, and create amazing membership sites. So head on over there to find out more. Now, today's topic is all about conversion rates. Maybe you have a conversion rate for sales or for opt-ins. Whatever that is, we are going to tackle that topic today. So if you're doing any sort of business online, then you likely have some goals for your website, like getting people to opt into your email list or buy products and programs directly. One of the questions I get asked all the time when it comes to website conversions is, what is a good conversion rate? Well, first, let me define the word conversion since it can be interpreted in a couple different ways. First, a conversion happens on a web page when a visitor decides to take the action that you've set as a goal for that page. So that goal could be to have them to opt into an email list, to fill out a contact form, or purchase a product from your online ordering system. Now the conversion rate is the number of people who took action and completed this goal divided by the number of people who visited the page. So for example, if you had 100 people visit a page and 10 people opted in, that would be a 10% conversion rate. So let's take a look at what a conversion rate is so you can know if your web pages are on track or need some improvement. And I'm gonna share some examples of conversion rates as well. Number one, your conversion rate depends on traffic. So the first thing to know is that it doesn't matter how amazing your website copy, how flashy your opt-in design, or how amazing your product is, if the wrong people are visiting your website or landing pages, then they're not going to convert and take action. If you're sending people who are allergic to dairy to a free ice cream coupon offer, those people are just not going to jump on it. Now this is important, especially if you're running paid advertising, because you can't be sure exactly who's clicking on your ads. So yes, you should do your research and target people accordingly to their interests and how appropriate your information and offer is. But at the end of the day, most of these visitors will be cold and that means they haven't built up a lot of trust for you yet. Now you can contrast that with a slew of traffic and visitors who are coming from a trusted friend or influencer who is saying good things about you and your website. That increases the trust factor and conversions. Number two, a landing page versus a blog post or regular website. The next factor that can affect what you should consider to be a good conversion rate is whether the page you're sending people to is a landing page or not. So for example, a blog post or regular website might get a conversion rate of 1% because people don't have the intent to sign up for anything or buy anything. Now, if you're using something like Pop-Up Ally or Pop-Up Ally Pro with exit intent, that might go up to 3%, but it's still relatively low. There are just too many things on a blog post or page to distract from signing up or taking a goal-oriented action. There's a navigation bar, the sidebar, the footer, and all kinds of links and shiny objects for people to click on. Now contrast that with a standalone landing page with no distractions, just an opt-in box or sales button. I've seen these landing pages convert as high as 80% with the right audience to them. 
There is a clear call to action, an enticing reason to act, and nothing to distract from the goal. So if you're running ads to a landing page, you might see your conversion rate go down into the 30% range, and that still would be pretty good. Number three, multiple ways to convert. Exit intent pop-ups, click to open pop-ups, or direct opt-ins. Different people will notice different things on a web page. Some will opt in to a box on a sidebar or an opt-in section at the end of a blog post, and others will click on an image button to find out more about the topic they're interested in, and with a click to open pop-up, they'll sign up for an email list right then and there. Still, others might be super focused on reading a blog post or watching a video and decide to leave before signing up for anything. That's when having an exit intent pop-up like Pop-Up Ally can be a polite and effective way to increase conversions. I like using an exit intent pop-up on a regular blog, but also on landing pages, because sometimes the way that you phrase your opt-in is slightly different in an exit intent than how you can do it on your main page. Number four, how to increase conversion rates using split testing and wildly different options. I've shared a few of the conversion rates that I've seen in my own business and across the bar when speaking to my clients and peers, but the best way to see what's a good conversion rate for your particular business is to split test. You can increase conversion rates by running two different variations of a call to action against each other. You can run split tests with Pop-Up Ally Pro by designing two different embedded opt-in offers or two different pop-up boxes. I highly recommend making the two variants as unique and different as you can. What I mean by that is that just changing the color of your submit button is not likely to amount to huge differences in conversion rates. Instead, you'd want to pit two different lead magnets or opt-in offers. Maybe one is how to eat more vegetables while you're traveling, and the other is the best way to sleep soundly on the road and in the air. Both are travel related, but the topic is clearly different. This kind of split test will show you what your visitors are really looking for. You can also create just one opt-in gift, but split test the name and the positioning of it. So for example, if you're giving away 12 recipes, you might highlight that the recipes are easily made in under 20 minutes. And then in your competing variation, you might focus on how these recipes have been passed on by a health guru who lived to be over 100 years old. Now, the reason I recommend focusing on different calls to action and offers is that you can split test price, guarantees, and payment plans for paid offers, and that they're really worth testing. Just changing the color or size of an opt-in box is not likely to create statistically significant increases in conversions. Instead, your time would be better spent getting more of the right visitors to your website. Number five, keeping the scent from your ad to your page to your opt-in. When talking about how to get a good conversion rate on a page, it's important to take a step back and look at how somebody got to that page in the first place. If they're landing with a page on the intent to buy because they searched on Google for where to buy X, Y, and Z, then it's easy enough to figure out how to improve conversions. Just make your message compelling. On the other hand, if they came from an ad, clicked a link on another website or in an email, then you need to make sure that their expectations match what they see when they land on your page. One of the problems I see with a lot of people who are newer at running ads is that there's a mismatch between what the ad says you'll find on the page and what people see when they get there. The key is to make sure that the scent of your ad matches what your page offers. If your ad is talking about how to train your dog in 10 minutes, but then the landing page takes you to a page about buying your pet sitting services, you've lost the scent. People will just hit the back button. What you promise in your ad or email needs to be quickly found on your page. 
Similarly, if you're using too many visuals to get people to the page, they also need to match up to the other visuals that you used. So you wouldn't want to have a smiling pictures of a fairy on your ad and then people click and they see an angry clown. That's just jarring. So here are some examples of good opt-in conversion rates. On a website that's purely informational with lots of traffic from the search engines on broad topics, you might expect to get 1-2% to conversion rates to join an email list and this is common for most blogs. On a pure landing page like the 30-day list building challenge, we've seen it start off at 70% when we were sending our existing audience to sign up. And now it's down to about 45% when people are sharing the challenge on social media. And finally, when we run ads, the average conversion rate drops down to 30 or 40%. So when it comes to sales pages, a great conversion rate is 1% on the page. If you're doing a promotion or sending lots of people there with an additional incentive, it can go even higher than that. One more thing to consider when you're comparing your conversion rates to these examples, you need to have enough volume to get a real sense for the conversion rate average. For example, if only five people visit a page, it's really hard to say whether you'll get a 100% conversion rate or a 0% conversion rate, which is most likely. They could just be perfectly targeted or it could be that not enough people have seen your offer yet. Ideally, I like to get at least 100 conversions when I'm doing a split test to see which one of the two variations is the real winner. At the end of the day, improving your conversion rate is worthwhile, but only if you're getting the right people on your email list who are likely to enjoy what you have to offer and sign up for your paid offerings. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Off the Charts podcast and head over to ambitionally.com to grab your copy of Pop-Up Ally or Pop-Up Ally Pro and so you can start split testing your opt-ins right away. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a review and make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss another episode of the show. Thanks again so much for listening. I'm Natalie Lucier and I will catch you in the next episode. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, The Momentum Memo has something for you. 